0: All right. So first off, no intro music because somebody is working on our brand new intro music. So with that being said, we received early access to Zack Snyder's Justice League. That <laughs> was thrilling. As of March 13th at noon. And I was able to watch it. Kay got home and we stayed up. Basically
1: till 12 because of Daylight Savings.
0: Yeah, yeah, till 12. And then we finished it for a third time. The code expires in about six hours. I don't think I'll we'll get another one in, but...
1: You never know. Yeah. Never say never. <sighs>
0: <laughs> okay. I, I'm I'm probably going to let you go first because I'm the one who's been following this. I'm the hardcore Zack Snyder fan. Not saying you're not a Zack Snyder fan, but you kind of... Oh, well I,
1: I, I, I'm a huge Zack Snyder fan now. 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 I mean, was it... The... <sighs> Four years ago? Yeah. I had no idea who Zack Snyder was. Couldn't tell you.
0: Yeah. And I'm- I mean, I mean, this movie is a big deal for the fans, but as somebody who is kind of a non-fan, non-spoilers, can't do any spoilers and right. won't do it <laughs> until the 18th, and then we will release our mega because it's going to be huge. What are your first thoughts on Zack Snyder's four-hour long Justice League cut?
1: So, initially, um, and, you know, I, I, I can't even tell you how many times I cried in this movie. <laughs> Honestly, like, Chills. I I am tearing up right now just thinking about it. And he does such a good job at, at representing Wonder Woman, at representing Aquaman, Cyborg, Flash, all of them. You know, even... Someone new that I can't mention right now, and it just got me in my feels. And I was yeah, like, I, mean, I like the first the first time in, th- in that scene that I'm referencing. Like, <laughs> I was freaking out. Like, my child was half asleep, and I was trying so hard not to just like get up and scream with like my fist like in the air, like full blown. Uh, what movie is that where he's like this? Uh, Breakfast Club, the end of Breakfast Club, where he's just like fist in the air. Oh, I love it.
0: Love it, love it, love it. It's just... Okay. Uh, all right, let's backtrack. I'll, I'll kind of moderate this, and then we'll go through it with you. You think BVS drags a little bit for a three-hour movie. It
1: does, and this oh, four-hour I, does not. How do
0: you feel about this four-hour movie and its pacing?
1: Oh, it's, it's phenomenal. Like, the first time watching it last night, I you know, it, it was, it was four hours, but like the first time we stopped it for a bathroom break, was like an hour. And I was like, that was an hour. <laughs> that felt like five minutes. <laughs> Ugh, and it's, just, it's so, it's such, there's so much room to breathe and it's glorious. And, you know, BVS, I felt like it dragged because I felt like there was one or two, maybe three endings really where it could have ended this one. No, like there's, one true ending and that was it so i don't know i was just constantly getting amped
0: up the entire time so as somebody who loves star wars who loves marvel and now dc where in the film did it grip you don't give me specifics just tell me when it actually gripped you like you were pulled in you were like that's it i'm in Thirty seconds in. Thirty seconds
1: in. <laughs> like no joke. Um, thirty seconds in, and the the moment that like really, really got me was uh, probably the first time we see Diana. Oh yeah. That 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 was when you know thirty seconds in, I was like, oh yeah, I'm in this. But the first time we see Diana, I that was the first time I was in tears. If being honest, and
0: yeah, no specifics on that scene, but I don't know. I have no idea why they changed it. Like, to me, uh, Diana in this film, like, the things she says and the things she does, that's Wonder Woman, and that's the Wonder Woman I've been clamoring for. I don't feel like we've had that Wonder Woman since she made her introduction into BVS in the first Wonder Woman film, quite honestly. Like, there was such a long lull.
1: Yeah, I mean, this movie definitely, it, it does not sexualize her at all. It really doesn't. I mean, yeah, you're going to look at her and you're going to be like, oh, you know, because it's Gal Gadot. She's utterly gorgeous. Yeah. I mean, she isn't disrespected in any way. And for that matter, neither is Lois. And the Justice League, Lois is beyond disrespected. I thirsty. feel
0: thirsty, thirsty.
1: Oh, that was so annoying. Beyond disrespected.
0: So one of the biggest additions to this film is Ray Fisher's cyborg.
1: He actually has an arc. <laughs> he has character. He's not just... I am. I'm so excited for Ray Fisher, honestly, because that was. Yeah. That was that was a phenomenal job by him.
0: And here's what I'll say about him: they did more in anywhere between ten to twenty minutes with his character than, like, I'm not going to compare Marvel because that's inevitably what this is compared to, but it did better with Ray Fisher Cyborg than three Iron Man movies, if I'm being frank.
1: In the end, they are two completely different entities.
0: I guess I'll go into my initial thoughts. I have been waiting for this film for three years, and I didn't know there was a community that actually wanted this movie. And when I found it, I just I just clinged on to it because what we got was just such a travesty. And I've been saying I've waited for this film for three years, but really I've been waiting my entire life for something like this. And to actually get it to actually be able to watch it over and over and over again and know that this is like the true sequel to Batman v Superman. We actually have a trilogy. We actually have a movie that begs for two other movies, that begs for the Snyder Cut community to come together, ask the studio to restore the Snyderverse, because that's what this is. I mean, this isn't just a triumph in terms of story. It's a triumph in terms of character. It's a triumph in store of of um, VFX, and really, it's Zack Snyder's story and how he portrays the trauma of these individuals that are gods, but they're a microcosm of humanity. The way he portrays trauma in this is very um, respectful to the characters and it's very respectful of other people who have actually gone through the trauma. Now, with that being said, this movie gripped me immediately. The whole first hour is action and setup. And the second... Or so, hour and the third hour, there's some action in there, but it's character stuff that we absolutely needed. Ray Fisher's arc was entirely cut and reshot. Barry Allen's arc. Yeah, some of it's still in there, but the humor that was used in the theatrical cut was not as natural as the humor that's in this. The humor in this is very situational. And it goes very good with the characters they've established. And with that being said, this might be one of the funniest DCEU movies, period. I mean, I'm just so excited to talk about spoilers with this movie because, they, you know, man, like I said, it's going to inevitably get compared there. But it was filmed before it um, in Infinity War and Endgame. I feel like this is a... More personal and a more epic journey than those two movies. That's how I personally. But by feel. far, I don't feel like 23 films did what this one movie did in the span of four hours.
1: Not even close.
0: Especially how they but bounce we're off we're each back. other. There's like there's a tension in the room, but it's not a tension that dissuades you know each character's tragedies and or triumphs. You know they're all trying to do this together, and you really feel that, like they finally have that they,
1: they, they, they have, a, they, have a, they have an arc as a whole they each have individual arcs but as a whole the Justice League has an arc itself
0: yes and so does um yes continue
1: <laughs> I can't <laughs> continue without spoilers
0: yes continue
1: um you know I mean you can cut this out if it's a spoiler or whatnot um there's a change in Wonder Woman's um, theme, and initially, I loved it because I love that kind of sound, you know. But you know, the first time watching it, as it progressed, I was like, mm, I feel like they're using it a little too much. But watching it a second time, I was like, no, absolutely not. I think it fits in those places exactly where it needs to yeah. fit.
0: It's less hardcore and rock and roll, and more. Sombering. Because, I mean, there's no surprise that Steppenwolf attacks the mascara. That's also in the theatrical cut. And he does things at the mascara that is, no pun intended, lamenting, like, on, on Wonder Woman. So, the Wonder Woman's new score is meant to exercise the fact that.
1: She's ancient?
0: N- n- no, I would say more or less, like, uh, in mourning.
1: Oh, you think? Yeah. See, because that sound typically is used in...
0: Yeah, it's ancient. ancient
1: Ancient-type shows and movies and whatnot. And I think it just adds to the mysticism behind Wonder Woman and where she comes from, I guess. Genetically.
0: Okay, since we're on music, how do you feel about the score as a whole?
1: So as a whole, you know, Junkie XL basically rewrote four hours of... Music. Yeah, he, correct?
0: Re- he rewrote like everybody's theme.
1: And there are places, and th- this is really my only dislike. There are places where it's not really appropriate to have music. But I mean, overall, the music fit. Honestly, there, I mean, like I said, there, there's like little places here and there that are you're like, mm, you don't really need the music here. You yeah. know, let it let the the video do or the the film do what it's meant to, but. Overall, it's just... uh, I can't. That's a spoiler. It's
0: it's, it's it's twofold. Here's the thing. Um, I think some of his music in places were inappropriate. I don't think it needed to be there. Like, there are certain scenes where I was like, "Mm, there shouldn't be music there. And there were other scenes where I was like, this needs a more, like, Hans Zimmer-esque touch.
1: Yeah, probably. Like a
0: personal touch. But... With that being said, there's also scenes where they allow the acting to take place. They allow what you know about these characters to take place so it doesn't need the score. So depending on what type of person you are, I could see it going good or bad. But as a whole, the score does a lot in terms of storytelling.
1: Especially during the action sequences. Oh yeah. And- the music is...
0: Quite literally out of this world. And Cyborg's uh, entire arc. Ugh. Because, I mean, that whole thing, um, no spoilers, it it makes you feel anxious, and it makes you you feel incredibly bad for this character. And, you know, there is an epic moment during the climax, um, and the climax has a bunch of epic moments, but there is an epic moment where I think the score is at its absolute height, and damn it, it's one of the best musical set pieces and just moments in just any comic book movie history ever. Yeah, since I can yeah, since I had, just told you that what it had, was. We had we had
1: to we had to pause and he had to like <laughs> tell me exactly what he was talking about, but this moment he's talking about is
0: <sighs> is breathtaking. And just it's just great. But I mean but like I said, the whole entire third act is just breathtaking. Like I mean, There's I, so many I, moments. I
1: would say the entire four hours is breathtaking yeah. to me. Like, I, I'm pretty sure I didn't stop crying <laughs> the whole movie.
0: Yeah, it was like you know, the first time she watched it, I was just like, "Listen, this is a long movie, but um, I only have access for, to this for a certain amount of time, so we we need to be able to watch it and." You were like, okay. And then the first five minutes, you're like, I'm already starting to cry. And then the second time, you were like, I'm crying and I have chills. And then the third time, you're like, I'm finishing this movie tonight. I don't care what it takes.
1: Well, right. Because, I mean, typically we go to bed rather early. So our son can go to sleep and it's just easier that way. But I was like, I don't care if he falls asleep in my arms. I'm watching this movie. I'm finishing it. There, there was no going to sleep before I finished this movie yeah. last night.
0: And plot twist, he did fall asleep.
1: He Well, the last, like, 30 minutes, so whatever. It works.
0: Yeah. Um, so do you have anything else non-spoilery, like, character-wise to say about this film? We've already covered pacing. We've already covered... Uh, uh, I was asked a question on uh, Twitter that JunkieXL... Um, that they heard that Zach said there's a rendition of The Beautiful Lie and they were asking if the that little tune was played justice in the movie. No pun intended. And it was... I can't tell you where that scene is, but it is a different rendition. And But it's
1: perfect. Y-
0: yes. Whereas The Beautiful Lie was like a downscale of piano keys with like a, a different melody crying out for help. This is... A lot different. So, that's all I can say about that. Um, also, Daniel Rickman, you might know him as the Scooper, posted that Superman's only in the movie for like 10 minutes. Like, scratch that off, the thing. He also said that certain scenes had bad CGI. And the CGI in some places is spotty, but the particular scene he was talking about does not look bad. He was talking about the Nightmare.
1: Oh, I can't. I can't. I mean, the only other thing, you know, I want to say is I give a huge thank you to Zack Snyder. Yeah. But I mean...
0: Especially coming back and doing this for free.
1: Right. And I mean, Wonder Woman 84 just it really threw me off. And this movie did a phenomenal job with Wonder Woman. And it just made me believe in superheroes again. I, You know, I felt... Like I was a little kid.
0: Well, let's let's talk about, since we've talked about the movie, let's talk about, I mean, speaking of Marvel, let's talk about inevitability. Because the reports that are coming in, or the, the early non-spoiler reviews that are coming in, some are calling this a masterpiece, the best DCEU film, bar none. This is going to be incredibly successful, and I don't mean... And I don't mean for Zack Snyder fans. The general audience is going to love this. This is the most streamlined Zack Snyder movie like I've ever watched. If you watch BVS and you're like, this is too confusing, I don't get it. This movie will hit all the notes for you. This is a completely different movie. It'll hit all the notes for you. So with that being said, and knowing this is going to be a success, because it will be, how are they going to go forward?
1: They they have They have no way of going forward other than... Letting Zach give you another, at least one more, if not two.
0: I mean, I just I don't see. Listen, listen. If if Marvel fans or Marvel fans and critics come out and say that they're extremely surprised by this and that this is the best DCEU film to date, I, I don't see how you restore the Snyderverse in a way. Like he has a five full mark let him finish the two, and then be done with it. Like, this can be an Elseworlds project. There are things in this movie that just don't line up with canon. It just doesn't. So...
1: And I th- that's a good thing, I think.
0: Yes, it absolutely is.
1: You know, this movie doesn't end in a massive cliffhanger. Is that a spoiler?
0: It begs a... The ending of this movie begs a lot of questions, questions. and introduces a lot of things. I mean, that's, and, I mean, that's, and it,
1: it, it, the only answer is another movie. I <laughs> just, I mean, how yeah, else do you put
0: it? Yeah, I mean, this literally, you can take, you can let him finish his five films. And then you know what? If Zach wants to, you can make a multitude of spinoffs in his universe. That are oversaw by him if he wanted to do it. Because that's how big of a universe we're talking about. There are several references to things like multiple things that are like outside, if you know what I mean. And holy hell. I mean, restore the Snyderverse. Let me just put it this way. If they don't decide to continue with Snyder's vision, I think the DCEU is already dead. Now, sure, there are Birds of Prey fans. There are Shazam fans out there. there. I mean, there are movie fans out there. But let me put it to you this way. There is not a single DCEU fan base or little sex within the DCEU that are as passionate as Snyder fans. And not only that, this movie delivered on everything, not only for Snyder fans, but for general audiences alike. So it's going to be extremely difficult. To just not touch this ever again and move on. And it's gonna be extremely difficult for Walter Hamada and Tommy Emmerich to come to terms with the fact that this is going to be absolutely so successful. Like BVS, a rotten tomato score of like 28%, I could see this easily being anywhere between 75 to 95. I mean, that's that's how good we're talking about. Now if there's a rotten tomato score that's lower than 75, I honestly don't see it. I mean, there's critics out there who said this is the same movie. Um, The only one I've seen so far is Scott Mendelssohn, and I have to say that he's wrong, and you should not look at his reviews unless your mind is already made up that you hate this film, because in a way, you're already wrong, and in a way, you're equally ignorant. So, I mean, that's all I gotta say. As a Snyder fan, and coming from a new Snyder (laughs) fan... (laughs) I mean, that's all I got to say. What I mean, what else do you have to add to that? Like,
1: all I ask is, is that if you are not a Zack Snyder fan and you're going to watch this movie, just go in with an open mind. Don't be set in stone when you go into it, because like, like you've said already, there it, it is. It, it's honestly a crowd pleaser. It really is. Yeah, and, it is.
0: this belongs in IMAX. <sighs> and I will if, if when it comes to IMAX. I will take the day off. And I will be there. Right. Like I will be there. I will take my two-year-old son and ruin it for everybody just to be there. No, probably not. Not no.
1: No, no, because I don't want it ruined for us. <laughs> <laughs> there's, not, I mean, there's not much else what we can. Do
0: you have a, a prerequisite score? Oh, this is
1: a ten out of ten.
0: It's a ten out of ten.
1: Yeah, it is. I mean, the only other movie we've given a ten is is The Joker, and honestly, I think this movie's better. If <laughs>
0: If I, if I thought Batman v Superman was unique and amazing in every way, this exceeds that bar none by a thousand times. I mean, this is a straight 10 out of 10. Like, there's, there's no competition. Not only is this the best DCEU film, it's also Zack Snyder's best film. Now, if you hate Snyder, you'll, you'll just say, well, that's not saying much. Well, it's actually saying quite a bit with, with how much this movie accomplished. So, I mean, a 10 out of 10 seems perfectly fine and fitting. All right. Well, we will be back on Thursday doing a six-part-plus-the-epilogue review. I think we're going to have like 25, 30 minutes dedicated to each part because there's so much in each part. Um, and I think we're just going to blend it all together and have timestamps down in the description so you can see it. So with that being said, tune in Thursday, March 18th, early, early in the morning, and it will be there. Tune in next time.